0: If you're a Christian, what do your boundaries look like? What do they look like when you go to church, in your dating life, and marriage? Do you have boundaries? The reason that we, we have
1: some haters, we do have a decent amount of haters.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: do we deserve it?
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
2: Oh, goodness.
0: <laughs> I don't think this so. This is
2: one way to introduce ourselves, I guess. <laughs> but, uh,
0: those are my good buddies, Paul and Morgan. They run a YouTube page that has over 150,000 followers and they tackle issues with Christianity, culture, you name it. However, they have a conservative and traditional stance on a lot of their takes that they have online, which has brought them a ton of skepticism and hate. Why, though? (laughs) I wonder why. Let's talk about it. It's Meme Lord Time. Meme Lord Monday. What's up y'all? This is Meme Lord Monday and I'm your host Matt Matias. Me and my buddy Mike have been making memes for years and we interview Christian content creators. And help you find the meme in everyday life. This episode of Meme Lord Monday is brought to you by Cards Christians Like. Cards Christians Like is a party game, but with convictions. It's not like that other game. <laughs> this game we actually played in our small group, and we are in tears. Like we will take pictures of the formations that we'll put together, the cards that'll show up, and uh, we'll like we'll post them because they're so funny. And not only that, guys, but we made our own expansion. Memes for Jesus, uh, me and my buddy Mike, we made our own expansion to this game. So if you want to not only have an amazing game that you can bring to church, bring to small group or family gathering, and just have an amazing time playing it, but you can also support us here at Meme Lord Monday. So go ahead and check it out. That link is in the show notes of this episode. Go ahead and scroll down and click on that and get yourself... Uh Memes for Jesus expansion. It's called Cards Christians Hide. It's a little edgy, but not enough to make you uncomfortable, depending on who you are. Uh, I'll let you decide. But yeah, get one of those. It's great. And uh, yeah, get a game because you're going to need that to play with the expansion. That is, again, Cards Christians Like, and the link is in the show notes of this episode. Let's get back to the show. I have here with me the infamous Ever so hated for some reason. Yep. <laughs> Paul and Morgan. Woohoo! <laughs> pumped, dude. We are what pumped. An
2: Intro. What
0: <laughs> an <laughs> intro. Infamous. Y'all, y'all, I met I met y'all, and you guys are literally Nephilim. You're five hundred feet tall. What? <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. you guys are huge.
0: You guys are huge. What in the world? How tall are y'all? For real, I need to know how tall you guys are because I felt like I was. I'm I'm a short guy. Okay, I get it. I'm a short guy. Everybody's taller than me, but you guys, I'm like, dude, what is going on?
2: Oh my like, goodness, this
0: exists. Okay, sorry. How tall are you
1: guys? Bro, hey, you wear you wear it well. I I do not think of you as a short man.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm five eight. Okay,
1: and I'm like
0: six one, six one and a half.
2: Yeah, so not. I mean, it feel not like too that. tall.
0: It doesn't feel like that. I think because when you both cause I think cause Morgan's tall and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you guys are like both tall. I think that's what it is. It's like both of you are tall.
2: Yeah, and I think I was wearing heels, which makes oh. me like six feet. Oh, she tall. was
3: taller
1: than me at that event.
2: Almost
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's probably what it was. That's that probably was your so... memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're that thinking is Morgan so is this huge tall woman, <laughs> huge because, of tall heels, woman. because of the heels. Because of the heels. I was and offended the- at how how tall y'all were. I was just straight up like I'm being disrespected right now, but I'm going to keep it cool. Y'all are just
2: tall.
1: I stood on on my tiptoes in that
0: picture we took.
2: Oh, my
0: God. Um, So, yeah, you guys, just take, like, five minutes. Just tell the people, the losers who have no idea who you guys are (laughs) and what you do. Yeah, sure.
1: Well, about five years ago, (laughs) so we got married and then started our YouTube channel, shortly after we got married
2: very yes very fast
1: and we started making content on life love and dating and morgan and i both especially morgan but i'm you know we like we both are pretty zealous for the topics so we're talking about purity and boundaries in dating and you know encouraging people to wait to to make out and just stuff that's very practical and people get kind of you know they get kind of offended pretty easily
2: mm-hmm. yep
1: and so we're not claiming that we have all the answers and stuff and we try to go back to the bible as best we can but we also like to do our best to give practical real life advice and that uh can can
0: trigger some people yep i'm triggered <laughs>
2: <laughs> good good good
0: before i announced for, you know this interview for some reason, I got, like, 50... Okay, I'm exaggerating. Okay. I got, like, a bunch of people. Five million. <laughs> <laughs> like, so many uh, messages, DMs, comments. Like, no, they're horrible. Uh, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? These guys seem like the most chillest, wholesomest couple. We are the, we are the chillest, most we are, wholesome
2: We are angels. i <laughs>
0: like, what is this? And so I had, to, had to dig... And dig and dig and dig. And it looks like videos that you guys posted maybe like four years ago plus are Thank the you. ones that maybe these people are referring to. And I and I saw reaction videos of people saying, well, oh, these guys are getting they're, – they're being Christians again. Oh, man. And
2: How dare they?
0: <laughs> somebody <laughs> said, I mean, just look at all their plant babies. Come on. That is – that, that is privileged. That is privilege. <laughs> very privileged. Oh very my privileged. gosh! But yeah, it's crazy, and and so like yeah, let's talk about about some of those things because um I, I I mentioned how I would I would ask you guys and confront you guys because you guys seem very approachable about a lot of the stuff that people you know questions people raised and and things that people um said were concerning quote unquote so. I guess the very first one, would you say that this is like the, the root of it all is the video you guys did about four years ago about saying how hugging can lead to other things. Would you say that's the one?
2: Uh, I feel like
0: that's a top, that's a top three.
2: Yeah, definitely top three. <laughs> okay. But I mean, really any dating advice video that we put out, it got a good amount of pushback on, mm. especially when we were talking about boundaries um, in your dating relationships we got so much pushback. people
1: do not like to hear other people encourage them to put boundaries on their dating and yeah. again like we're not perfect and we're, <laughs> we're trying to sort it out as well there's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all yeah but
2: we're just sharing our thoughts
1: yeah I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm not trying to get too into it and defend our position i just look at the stats Of Christians, and I'm saying this in grace, but Christians that desire to save sex for marriage, Mm -hmm. and then they end up having sex before marriage. Why does that happen? Why are the percentages so high? And we're just like, let's push against the grain, go against the norm, and set up intentional boundaries that might look weird. We're okay with looking weird.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So there's been like a movement that was started by Joshua Harris. um, Yeah. I'm sure you guys are aware of.
2: It I'm also ended man. by
0: Joshua Harris. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof! I remember when he blew up. I was there. The book at the time, like, helped me as a young man, and, and helped me like maintain, I think, good boundaries and and good awareness to to maintain my purity. I I think his motives were pure, and I think his uh, you know, his approach to it maybe was was flawed and like but it wasn't outside of christian teaching it was it was in maintaining with with christian teaching mm-hmm. um so i get it like i if that's what some people need to do i totally agree i think that setting your own personal boundaries to maintain your purity i think that's a good thing and and, yeah. and somebody said right here in the comments huge difference between practical purity boundaries and toxic purity culture yeah no. so like i think and i agree with that because yeah there is there's purity culture which and i think it all boils down to like modesty which is something that is very much a personal uh scruple it's like i have my own body and how i express my own body and my express myself you know that's something that i have to maintain while also considering the weaknesses of others Uh, i that's how i define it maybe some uh, of of the people who are hearing me say bro i mean
1: disagree the fact that in your definition, you ended it with, while also considering the
0: weaknesses of others, yeah. you're, you're about to become as hated as we are.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <by laughs> no, for real. <laughs> I, t- I mean, I think I've, I've always said that as a youth pastor, I think when you consider the weaknesses of others personally, but the thing is, here's where I think it becomes toxic is when you ask others to think of your weakness, that's mm. where it becomes toxic. I okay. can't ask someone to consider my weaknesses um, because all of this, I think, circumnavigates our own personal self-control. Um, so I can't tell you to hold yourself to my weakness. I think that's where it becomes toxic, because at that point, you are essentially doing what a lot of Christians would say. Um, people in the gender you know, sphere will say, you have to uphold my pr- pronouns. I personally have no problem with doing that, but um, we say, "Hey, you can't force me to say that to you." That's essentially what we're doing when when we're modest, or we're we're accept, we're expecting other people to uphold our own scruples for modesty. That's my take on it. So maybe the, the people who hate <laughs> who hate on me will, will hear that addendum and they'll be like, "Oh, okay, that makes more sense." But um, that's my take on it, and I'm kind of just preaching in the choir now. What's your guys' take, uh, and how is that? How has it evolved through the years?
2: Hmm. On modesty specifically? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, I wanna
1: hear your take, Morgan. Well, I, I, I wanna hear you respond to Matt there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I really liked what you just said, so I'll be interested to hear what you say. Oh, but I'm out. Buck.
0: I'm out. Buck, <laughs> Buck has been passed. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out.
2: No, I think that that's a really good point that you make up of like when it becomes toxic and when it's just being modest and considerate to others. Um, because, you know, I think about like, you know, if I were, or Paul and I were just dating, I would say he has a right to, you know, come up to me and ask me, Hey, like we're dating, you know, you wear this one dress and as beautiful as it is, like, it's really making (laughs) me, you know, kind of fall into temptation. Do you mind not wearing that? Like I would have no problem with that. Now, if a male dude at the gym comes up to me, a total stranger and is like, Hey, I don't like the pants that you're wearing. Can you change them? I might be like, okay, interesting. This is awkward, (laughs) especially because I know that when I go to the gym, I do try to be modest and I try to cover things and whatnot. And so for a stranger to come up to me, it might be a little awkward. I know that me as a a woman of God, like if a man comes up to me and tells me that he's literally struggling with what I'm wearing, like I do want to take that into consideration, but I can see how it would become could become a toxic thing for all of a sudden you're expecting everyone to do what you need them to Mm. do. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to have to get a grip on some things too, buddy. (laughs)
1: Similar to the the guy not too long ago at the beach that called out the group of girls. Yeah. That's that's an interesting one.
2: That was very interesting. That was a very
1: interesting.
0: Did you guys have a reaction to that?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, baby. So we've we've shifted our channel from primarily focusing on the love and dating to Culture, social issues, the church, and responding to hot topics. So mm-hmm. that video definitely yeah. fell in our wheelhouse.
2: Yeah.
0: So one of the videos I watched too. You guys said that you admitted that you are evolving. Which, as a Christian, how dare you? <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. But like micro evolution. Micro evolution. Have you guys uh, evolved in your in your stance on on purity? Would you say like you still hold? to the same uh, convictions that you had four years ago when you made the the hugging video? Would you say that's kind of shifted a bit?
2: Yeah.
1: So we actually went back after hearing the backlash we were getting (laughs) from some of your crew (laughs) and we watched the hugging video specifically again.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's called It's Only Hugging. You guys feel free to go check it out. But um, I do think there are certain things that we said just in general kind of around that same time frame in certain videos that maybe we said with too much conviction that this should be your all's conviction when it was in fact more of a gray area Mm -hmm. so i do recognize that i think the hugging video was a great video though
3: (laughs) (laughs) would
0: you say like it's it was more like a goofy video than an actual like you christians you need to get yourselves right what what would you say like what was like the the intention going into that because it seemed like it was goofy to me
2: Right. Well, I feel like a lot of our videos at the start, like we tried to, or not even tried, it just happened. We were very goofy and we still are goofy in our videos, but those specifically, like we, I think we, we didn't realize that they were going to kind of blow up. I mean, that one has like over a half a million views. And so we just like, were pretty lighthearted about it. And we were like, guys, be careful hugging.
1: Bye. Well, to be fair, <laughs> it started out, it started out really goofy. Like we had a really goofy clip, yeah. but as it got going, we shared really from personal experience of yeah. our dating. Mm-hmm. Um, we encouraged guys. Like, I know that it sounds weird to say that mm-hmm. hugging maybe is something to be cautious about, but when it's someone, and this is our perspective, feel free Michael or Matt to push back totally in this conversation, but someone that you are attracted to, that you're have growing emotions and um, you know, this relationship that is getting more intimate, hugging that person is going to look different obviously than hugging just a random friend that you meet. Mm-hmm. But this person, the, the relationship is growing. You start hugging the hugs last longer. It become. It, it can. And I stand by this because it happened with me. Like it becomes more intimate and it can absolutely, in my opinion, lead to other things, and eventually you've
2: lead to a kiss, and then a kiss leads to longer kisses, and then making I mean, tell out. Tell me and then you're on top of each other, whatever. Tell me that's you not know? true.
0: Tell me that's not true. So here's where here's where I am, because dude, like I said, I grew up on I kiss, dating goodbye, and I didn't kiss like some of the girls I dated. I legit didn't even you know get close to them yeah. because of me just holding myself to to that standard. Here's where I can be very transparent. Like I said, I kind of loosened that as I went through like my own personal deconstruction period, you know, and and then I kind of like went circled back around to it. But when I loosened up on it, you know, I, that's when I fell into sexual immorality and, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I was I did not save myself from marriage. And so there there is some truth to it as far as where you hold your boundaries and how strong your self-control is. Um, I think it should be something that you hold yourself to personally, you know, like what you should know your own personal boundaries and you should be able to recognize them. But we shouldn't hate on people who have stronger boundaries. If you feel like your self-control is weaker, by all means, put those boundaries up. If you feel like you, you can exist on a level of self-control and, and uh, willpower that you will not go into uh, sexual immorality and, and fornication or whatever, then go for it. However, you should totally, you know, you should totally make sure that you're not fornicating. You should make sure that you don't, there should be something there. Because it's like, you you know, don't tell me what to do. Don't do, as, you're like, who's, nobody's telling nobody what to do. Maybe let's, let's hold to our own personal convictions here. That's what I thought, like my thought. What do you think, Mike? I
3: agree. Yeah. Remind me what the question was. Sorry. <laughs> Got distracted. Oh man.
0: Uh yeah, just like what are your thoughts on, on people who have like super high boundaries or oh yeah, I, I
3: agree that? um with what you were saying, Matt, um that it's kind of case by case almost, and where your personal temptations may lie. Um oh are you coming in now? Okay, she decided to come
0: in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what a treat. Victoria! Um,
3: so <laughs> We're talking about convictions and boundaries. Mm-hmm. I was
0: David. listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. So, you know. What up, um, girl?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've known a lot of people that have not kissed before marriage just because they knew that that was a temptation for them, um, that it would cause them to desire to go further and further. And, you know, I respect them for standing by those convictions that they had. Um but also those same people weren't the ones saying like, you should never kiss. Don't do it yeah. because kissing is of the devil when it's not. Um, and you know, in our relationship, we kissed before marriage, um, but we also <gasps> saved ourselves from marriage. <laughs> I know it's a miracle. I can't believe we made it out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh man. But Yeah, yeah, I I think respecting other people's personal convictions while also upholding the word of God and understanding that there is a fine line as to where sin is, um, but also knowing where your temptations begin is also a line for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: There you go.
0: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing. We're we're in like an anti-purity culture now. Among Christians, like Christians, they've we've shifted. I shouldn't say we because I, I wouldn't include myself with them. Like they've shifted from being super purity culture that was legitimately damaging to some people who like followed that to a T. And people who are anti purity culture that are like, you know what? What's the deal with sex before marriage anyway? It's not even sinful for real. If you ask me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where we're at right now. And so that's probably where we're going to get the most ho- hate. Like you said, I'm probably going to get hated for my stance. now that I've.
1: I love, I'm. I'm glad to hear that yeah. you're at least agreeing on some level, so that you become. <laughs>
2: yeah. Welcome to, you to Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, buddy. A, that's hey, the thing, meme like Lord you, Monday.
0: <laughs> you guys hearing this? <laughs>
2: that's the thing. So like,
0: different. You guys are just holding Christian values.
2: Yes. <laughs> that's like. It's, yeah. And,
0: and we desire
1: the the middle ground that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. I get it. Like you hear, you see the title of our video and whatnot, and you maybe assume that they're super radical. We desire a healthy middle ground because yeah. we know there is some gray area
2: mm-hmm. and
1: we know the black and whites the Bible says uh, sexual immorality. And that goes for a lot of things, mm-hmm. but really it's just, you know, sex before marriage is totally off the table, but then a kiss, a prolonged hug, that is more of a gray area. So again, we are doing our best to just provide from personal experience. Mm. Here is yeah. what we feel like is wise. You guys can take it or leave it for these gray areas.
2: Well, and we come from two very different perspectives. Paul grew up and was very like as he started in the dating phase was very strict. I was on his boundaries. I was like
1: you, Matt. I was yeah. I kissed dating. Goodbye. But
2: for the whole time, like he was not messing around. He was like, I'm looking for a wife and my boundaries are going to be very strict for me. I grew up. I think I read I Kissed Dating Goodbye and I read some other book that was by like Rebecca St. James or something.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: The girl one.
3: I
0: forgot about that. I don't know about this
2: one. I can't remember the title of it, but anywho, it was definitely about like not even kissing before marriage. And so I was like, yes, I definitely. And then I got into my first serious relationship and I was like, so I don't want to have sex before marriage. And he was like, cool, me neither. And then we never set boundaries and I ended up losing my virginity. And then when I met Paul, it was like, a totally different man who was like, no lady, you stay Mm. away from me (laughs) Mm. in the best ways. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, just being able to share our different perspectives and for me to be like, guys, like make a plan, just make a plan. Don't just walk into it all willy nilly Mm -hmm. and hope that things go the way you want it to go um, because it usually never does unless you truly make a plan and stick to it. So,
0: and that, you know what? It's tough for marriage. Even if you're not a Christian, th- I'm pretty sure st- statistically speaking, it's more difficult for people who engage in premarital sex or, you know, anything within that that category um, that it, it hurts the marriage and it makes it more difficult. Like, you know, I'm going to be super transparent. It's like, that's, that's what my wife and I have struggled with as well in our marriage because like I came into it. Uh, not being for her and not being and it's it's tough it's very tough and, and it creates a lot of difficulties and i appreciate you guys being so so vulnerable and transparent with your with your followers and people your viewers um you know you guys have been very transparent about the pregnancy um things leading up to uh, the pregnancy, I should say. <laughs> so, for those who aren't aware, Morgan is pregnant right now. Yeah, Woo! Yeah, <laughs> congratulations! I'm so happy, so so happy. But it was this like this was a, a difficult journey for you guys. Would you mind sharing a bit about that?
2: It was, yeah. Um, so about a few months into our marriage, I felt like the Lord just kind of told me that I needed to that we needed to trust Him just in the whole child making uh area of marriage and so i went to paul and was like hey we shouldn't be using contraception and he was like uh i don't know about that <laughs> and so
3: i was scared He was like <laughs>
2: let me pray on that and so he did and probably like a week or two later he came back and he was like all right i think you're right like we just We'll trust the Lord on this. Like, this hmm. is what the Lord is leading us to do. Me and Paul. Okay, everyone, chill out. If you're on contraception, <laughs> we're not saying you should be off of it right now. but
3: Necessarily. <laughs>
2: But, (laughs) um, so I like literally remember just crying after the first time, you know, we did the thing, um, being like, oh no, I'm pregnant. I'm surely pregnant. I'm so scared. (laughs) And I was not. (laughs) And so then a year went by and I did not get pregnant. And I was like, Oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, I mean, I I was okay with it, because we were still very young in our marriage and had a lot of stuff to work out. And, and just, you know, get to know one another. And so another year went by still not pregnant. And I was like, okay, this seems strange. And so I decided to go to the doctor, got checked out. Everything looked pretty normal other than some hormonal stuff. And five years later, (laughs) I finally am pregnant after fertility treatments and all kinds of just craziness. But I happened to get pregnant on the month. We did not do any fertility treatment of any kind, the Lord's timing is perfect, and awesome. He is good. <laughs>
0: man, go. that is amazing. God bless you yeah. guys, man. That it's—I'll be honest—it's scary. It is so scary. <laughs> like it's leading really up scary. to, I've, like oh. I said, my son's two years old now. Uh, I was talking, I was talking to you guys beforehand, and I feel like I'm just now starting to ease up a bit. <laughs> but the moment <laughs> my wife got pregnant, I was like, "Oh my gosh." oh my gosh i was all the time like like oh no. I, I was gonna say white knuckle but let's say orange knuckle can we say that i was orange knuckling it <laughs> every single day bro
2: oh my goodness so definitely praying
0: awesome. for you guys like i'm so happy i'm rejoicing with you guys and I'll be uh, praying for you that guys. means a lot so that means a lot thank you all
3: yeah. thank you man I'm
0: so you guys used to be
3: part of the more hyper charismatic movement, but you guys have recently put videos out about how you've kind of left that and how you're not necessarily deconstructing, but reconstructing your faith and your theology. Give us an insight on into your journey and um, what that's been like for you
1: guys. Yeah. Full on deconstruction, evolution. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow you know that's that's a really interesting it, it's something that's like it still is kind of painful to talk about um, in some respects but it's also like kind of freeing to talk about and this isn't to say that everything that we left or we distanced ourselves from was awful cuz it wasn't mm-hmm, yeah. or else we would have probably if it was all awful we would have left a lot sooner like there is yeah. definitely good elements of the hyper charismatic mm-hmm. and i could i could list some But I guess right when we kind of got married, we got pretty involved, very involved in hyper charismatic church. We would go to, uh, you know, revival type nights and stuff like that. And we were there for probably about four years.
2: Four and a half. yeah.
1: But towards the end of that time, we started seeing some stuff that just wasn't adding up. There was lots of prophetic going around that never seemed to. Amount to anything. And then it wasn't like, like when it wouldn't amount to anything, it didn't get addressed. Mm -hmm. And so that was one thing that started just like getting us wondering, you know, is something seems off with the hyper charismatic? And don't get us wrong, guys, like we still would consider ourselves, we are very much like open and eager to see God work and we want to see the gifts of the Spirit being acted on well. Because that that is mm-hmm. biblical, but we felt like we were seeing just this intense, like almost overemphasis on those things that we these kind of movements were getting off in the weeds. Mm-hmm. That's a very short answer.
2: Yeah, it's just been a, a process. I mean, years, honestly, just slowly. God being very patient and graceful with us, and just. Um, opening our eyes and encouraging our spirit to just like make sure we're in the word and we're studying it and understanding yeah. it and, and knowing its context and who it's for and what it's for. Um, I think that that was a really big thing that we've been working on in the past year and a half or so, two years. Um, and because of that, we kind of really started seeing things that we were like, ah, we just can't be a- about this anymore. Mm. Um, but we're Can still... I ask,
0: like, what exactly was it that turned you off? The internet is more accessible than it's ever been. And with that has come an absolute pandemic of people addicted to pornography. This addiction statistically is affecting Christians and non-Christians alike. It's a problem. Porn is a human problem, but Covenant Eyes provides a human solution. Covenant Eyes helps you and the ones you love live porn-free through transformative accountability relationships. With Covenant Eyes, you choose someone that you know and trust to walk with you as your ally and to hold you accountable for your online behavior. Me and my friends use it, and I've seen it firsthand break the bonds of addiction in people's lives. This stuff works. So basically what you do is you download the Covenant Eyes app. It tracks the activity on your devices. And your friend who's your ally gets a victory app which shares your activity feed right to their phone. You and your ally will be able to celebrate victories together and have honest and caring conversations about your successes, setbacks, and triggers. Nothing works better than this. If you struggle with pornography addiction online and you're ready to see some victory in your life, download Covenant Eyes and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Try it out. I've gotten so many success stories from this app, and that's why I'm so happy that they've chosen to sponsor Meme Lord Monday. Again, that's Covenant Eyes. Use the link in the show notes of this episode and use promo code MONDAY for 30 days free. Victory over addiction has never been easier.
2: Uh, Man, there's probably several things. Um, There definitely (laughs) are several things. Um one thing that pops to my mind very quickly is the prophecy that is so common in hypercharismatic churches. Um, everywhere I feel like probably. Um, and just how like I think I talked about this maybe several times, just like with me struggling to get pregnant, Mm. having people come over, knowing that I'm struggling to get pregnant and prophesy over me and be like, go home, have sex. You're going to be pregnant tonight. And it's like, that didn't happen. And so it's like, wait, shouldn't Mm. you be held accountable for saying Mm -hmm. that to me for prophesying over uh, that over me? Like it's not, that's not okay. (laughs) And so Mm. having so many things like that prophesied over you, it's just like, these things aren't coming to pass. Not to say that all of like none of them came to pass. They did um, some that we can think back on, but there were far too many and are far too many things that are just being spoken out as prophetic as a word from God. And it's like, this is not God. This is you, your emotion, mm-hmm. your own mind wanting to, I don't think it's ever like from a malicious like intent, but it is just from a misunderstanding of what it is to be prophetic.
1: Sometimes I think it is from a malicious intent as the Bible talks about.
2: Yeah, Um, that's true. Definitely. But but
1: oftentimes it's not as well.
2: Yeah. I feel like anyone that we encountered, it was never like their heart was in the right place, but it was just a lot of misunderstanding and confusion Mm. and desire to be really spiritual and prophetic. And that's what I was going to
1: that's what I was going to kind of add. Oh, holy. Well, holy is a good thing. Well,
2: yeah. Holy is a good thing. (laughs) But like, I don't know what I was going to say.
1: Just yeah, it's there's this such an emphasis on God's about to do the next big thing. Get ready. It's something that is going to make your, you know, blow your mind, Mm -hmm. uh, revival, the fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it just became all of these kind of like vague things that were super exciting and motivating. Like, oh my goodness, God's about to do this. I'm so glad I'm part of this camp. These other kind of camps, Christian denominations are just so dead. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that there aren't. Maybe certain groups or denominations that need to be to come alive, but it was like I'm so glad we're part of the this group that is so like the fire and the expectations of the next really big thing, and we're going to do our miracles coming, and God's about to do something huge with us. Mm -hmm. And then it's like such an emphasis on that, and not very much of an emphasis on just the Word of God, the Gospel of Christ, the inner workings that having a relationship with Jesus and going to his word and having the Holy Spirit change us. Those things were just, eh, yeah, that's great, but the big stuff. And it just it a, it felt like a, an imbalance in the force.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in the force.
0: Man. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I actually grew up hyper charismatic myself, like Spanish Pentecostal. Good Lord. Y'all have not lived. You know where they talk about swinging from the pen, from the chandeliers. That's literally where it comes from. Like, there's a lady, there's an old grandma in the corner, feeling feeling the spirit, and she has like a little, you know, the the Spanish grandma has the bun on her head. They call it a moño. That thing is helicoptering, bro. It's Let's like, go. That thing is going crazy. That, Let's go. That moño is going crazy, and that's where I grew up. Like my my pastora, she would go up front, and she would say. I'm not going to leave. We're not going to leave this service until everyone's on the floor. And that was the motivation. That was like, that was the environment I grew mm. up in. And that was wow. the God that I grew up with. And it like, it wasn't until way later till I came to like actually study the word and like find out that God is much more than the experience yeah. I, I, I receive from him or the environment that is, you know, uh, talked about, uh, you know, with him involved in it. Uh, that that you can generate a manipulative uh, spirit or a manipulative environment in. Mm-hmm. Like he's much more than that. And yeah. I, I'm I'm you know for real, full disclosure, I'm a Calvinist cessationist. <laughs> I went the complete <laughs> opposite end of Wait. the section. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm I'm yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people say like that's like the reaction that, you know, there's like a meme that that went out. It's like uh, on a graph that says the reason I'm a Calvinist because I had a bad experience being a Pentecostal, <laughs> and that's like the only <laughs> thing on the graph. I mean, I did have a legitimately bad experience as a Pentecostal, but I've I've personally found um, the Holy Spirit to be stronger if, as as a cessationist than I than I experienced him as a Pentecostal. To be honest, that's my personal experience, and I I could preach about that and and just dominate the rest of this Zoom call with that, but I won't. <laughs> um, but like, cut him off. Cut him yeah. off mic. <laughs> and that's the thing like I I'm still open to the fact that and people, that's our show hey, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> but like I'm still open to the fact that people can speak in tongues and people can prophesy and and I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions of of cessationists um mm-hmm. you know we still believe that God can do those things we just don't feel that people possess those gifts as they did in the New Testament so mm-hmm. you know just to, just to clarify um yeah. and I won't okay. like I said I won't go there I won't do it I'm not gonna do it <laughs> Because it's your show. But like legitimately, it can be damaging. And the Bible addresses false prophets as mm. being somebody that should be literally like thrown into the sea with, with a millstone tied around their neck. That's how bad those people need to be treated, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, in, according to Scripture. And that's, that's Jesus. Those are Jesus' words. If you misrepresent God and you manipulate your representation of God to give somebody a word from God. That's bad, that's really bad, and that that's why I'm upset because people told you, Morgan, that you were gonna do X, Y, Z because God said it. No man, uh, like I want to cuss. That's how bad. <laughs> that's how pissed I am that
2: somebody <laughs> did that to you. Yeah, I, sorry.
0: Hey,
1: I I get it, man. I I, I do want to say, like, I I think I might be slightly more gracious than you, Matt, in mm-hmm. this regard. But I get your frustration and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, if someone prophesize and they get it partially right, or they get several right and then miss one. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, But I, I I, hear what you're saying totally. Um, I do think there's a scripture we, we see in part, we prophesy in part, so we don't need to get into all the theology. I'm sure you have thoughts on all that, but <laughs> I will say when we were part of this movement, I saw my wife on a weekly basis really struggling with these big highs and lows, They just, I got prophesied over that something big was about to happen. And then low, it isn't happening or it's looking super painful. Not at all what I was prophesied Mm -hmm. that was going to be awesome. And now it's super painful and I'm getting just, my spirit feels crushed. So she was doing this every week. Mm -hmm. And now since distancing ourselves, her, what would you just call that? Like your emotional stability Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: just your walk with the Lord. I want to make it spiritual because it is your faith walk is just much more consistent
2: yeah i didn't understand what like my relationship with god was just super confusing because it relied my relationship with god relied on like the prophecies and the words that i was getting spoken over me and it was just super confusing because yeah someone would prophesy like get ready god's about to blow your mind with something huge and i'm that- like oh, Oh my goodness.
1: He's he's throwing up. And
2: And then I'd go... Like, and that next week I'd be struggling with the suicidal thoughts and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> like, this is not what you prophesied over me. Mm. Why am I struggling with this? Like, did I do something wrong? God, why are you doing this to me? Like some, some they told me that you were going to do something amazing this week and you didn't. <laughs> and so it was just super unstable and just crazy. And yeah, like the past year and a half, I just, like my walk with God and, and my reliance on like things that are happening around me and, and the the situations that I'm put in, just, just that doesn't change that God is good and mighty and mm. worthy of praise. And that used to change a lot for me, <laughs> depending on my circumstance.
0: Man, I mean, and you guys are doing so much like you guys, you're laying your life out there for everyone to see. Um, that's gotta take a toll as well as in combination with the transition you've made. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, when I left the the charismatic mu- movement myself, um I didn't necessarily get a backlash because I wasn't really out there like you guys, but you guys are you guys get the hate and it's not fair. I don't like I feel for you guys because you guys are you guys are putting yourselves out there and you're being real, like, hey, uh this is this is bad. It's legitimately bad, objectively bad, and <laughs> people are still hating on you guys. And uh, you know it's not fair. And here's one of the critiques I've seen too, because there's videos of you guys talking with atheists and people. I guess we would disagree with. And Paul, I gotta, I gotta hand it to you, man. You are so gracious and patient, and I really admire the way you've handled yourself in those in those situations. Um, so this here's the critique I've I've observed. Um, people said, well, you didn't present the gospel with them. Like these are Christians hating on you for not being Christian enough. And then there's others that are saying, well, they're hanging out with atheists, so they're gonna they're gonna deconstruct into atheism. Where would you guys like if I, I know I can ask you guys because you guys are super like real, where would you guys say you guys are at like theologically now? Like where are you guys at right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, we I would I would say, and you can speak for yourself, that we if you put hyper charismatic over here and then you kind of came down the spectrum, charismatic. And then you come over here and then reformed and then way down here is where Matt is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, I would say like, hope, like we desire balance, but I would say we are like, we, we go to a much more reformed church now. I wouldn't necessarily say like strong Calvinist, but, but definitely more on the reformed side. Um, But they still, we have a co-pastor and one of them is very like open to, Mm -hmm. very much open to the gifts of the Spirit. So I would say we are somewhere, that sweet, sweet spot right in the middle. (laughs)
0: Like X, there's, what's it, the (laughs) X, the Matt Chandler type church? I forget what the, I I would say that is very similar to our church. Yes. Yes.
2: Hmm. Yeah, there are still things though that we don't agree with. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's funny.
2: Um, yeah, I I feel like I have no problem with saying that I'm still charismatic, but I'm not hyper charismatic. I'm not reformed. I'm not cessationist. I'm not you know whatever. I just want what God wants. I want his word. I want his truth. That's what I want to live out on a daily basis and hanging out with atheists is fun and all. But if that like literally shakes my faith, then I need to go to God and work on my faith. Mm. And, you know, Paul and I, as much as like, you know, if like we've hung out with some uh, people who are atheists, whatever, and they're great and we like talking with them and whatnot, but they're not like our close-knit community, just like we're not their close-knit community. Mm-hmm. And we would encourage any believer, like the people that you're close with walking with, they're edifying, encouraging, and challenging you on a daily basis. They better have very similar beliefs so that you all can be challenged, encouraged, mm-hmm. and edified. Um but if you're a Christian and you're like, yeah, my best friend and like my six best friends are all atheists and I'm doing great. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. but does your Christianity line up more with their atheism or the word of mm-hmm. God? Not sure. Morgan's
0: sp- <laughs> Yeah. She's spitting. <laughs> she's been
2: <Right>, sermon <laughs> She spent, <laughs> I
0: don't believe in women pastors, but if they were, <laughs> <laughs> I've <see> been one. <laughs> De- Debra, uh, we got a Deborah. We got a Deborah. Oh shoot. <laughs> just playing, y'all. No, but oh, like, oh no, that's man. awesome. Um, mm-hmm. did you have something to say to Paul?
1: I was just thinking, yeah, like the specific video you're referring to where we met with popular atheist YouTuber. Uh I mean, you can say her name. Jacqueline Glenn (laughs) um, was someone that we've had somewhat of a back and forth with. And then we went down to Nashville, made a video with her and her husband. And I, I, yeah, exactly. I saw people saying, you guys shouldn't be doing that. Like, that's not wise. And I'm thinking, chill out. Like, you guys don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful. I do want to, I completely agree with Morgan. I want to be sensitive and careful that we're not suddenly just constantly hanging out with atheists because the Bible makes it clear, you know, to uh, just be careful who your friends are, make sure that you're fellowshipping deeply with like-minded people, but we got to go out and take the gospel to all places. Doesn't mean that every time we hang out, we need to be pushing the gospel on them. And that's, Mm. um, you're going to have to figure that out, but we're still going to be making stands for righteousness and just the way that we live. I did feel like that interview, in my opinion, there, I mean, there were good questions brought up mm-hmm. the video with Jacqueline and her husband, but it was more on the soft side. There wasn't, we, we didn't really get into it. And yeah. maybe if we did another video with them, we would, but that's just kind of how it fell. And that's, it is what it is.
2: Yeah.
0: No, like super respect to you guys. Um, I like that stuff. I like when Christians interact with non-Christians because I <laughs> feel like we don't do that anymore. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. It's funny. Like, I forget who said it recently but it's like Jesus uh friend of like the, the the passage that talks about how Jesus uh the Pharisees said that he loved the sinners mm-hmm. as like the Pharisees were like you you know this guy hangs out with sinners and he loves them <laughs> um like the love that he has for them that, that 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 that's talking about in that passage is a deep love like he loves them like when you have when like a a soldier comes back home that hasn't seen his family for like a mm-hmm. year from being on deployment like that type of love and, and enthusiasm and that's the type of love Jesus has for sinners and as Christians like certainly we should be stable enough in our faith uh, to defend it before we do that but like we should totally love people that are non-Christians or that are unbelievers and hang Am out I? with them
2: <laughs> yeah
0: I love it and so I love it that you guys do that I mean yeah like I said I, I I get mad for you guys I'm like I've taken possession <laughs> oh. of you guys I'm like stop making fun of them I, f-
1: I feel like we we have a second father now like, you are a father the father of
2: our channel he's a father
1: Aww. you are oh, yes you dub you a overseer and deacon
2: Yay. of the paul and
1: morgan show
0: <laughs> wow that's awesome you hear that mike did you get that mike I, did, you, I heard did it. you get that yeah is that a Big I'm, Ten I'm four? I'm just waiting to see
3: how long it lasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once, maybe the more we talk, you'll be like, uh, "Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what does he believe?" <laughs> just give me five minutes, and I'll make you a governess. That's all I got to say. <laughs> just give me five minutes.
2: Hey, oh, seriously man.
0: though,
1: um, oh, Matt, Matt, we appreciate that. Like, I, I appreciate you. Like, I can tell that you you really are for us, yeah. and that means a lot. And I mean, you too, Mike, yeah. and wife. <laughs> victoria. victoria we can tell i really appreciate all you guys yeah oh, absolutely
0: man. hey man yeah dude it's i'm so hyped that you guys agreed to come on here and i'm so hyped that you reached out and and you know greeted us with such warmth
3: literally physically I, reached yeah. out to matt <laughs> at, like, at the chosen this, event
0: i haven't I'm washed this shit. shoulder i haven't washed it <laughs> this is the one he was like hey buddy no
1: whispering in his ear though
0: towered over me (laughs) with all that tallness all that tallness y'all got so much tallness
2: oh my goodness
0: but yeah please uh, please shout out anything that our listeners and viewers can connect with you with and and how they can support you
2: oh man Uh, our YouTube channel is Paul and Morgan and then I have a fun little vlog channel Morgan Ollie vlogs the momos Momos. come be a Momo. <laughs> Someone told me today that like in Scandinavian or something, oh, no. Momo is short for grandpa. <laughs> oh,
3: I thought it was gonna be worse.
2: <laughs> so you guys are a bunch of grandpa's
1: <laughs> 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 jokes on you all.
2: Um but yeah, we we do our best to respond to as many messages on Instagram as possible. So if you want to chat with us at Morgan August at Paul There
1: you go. That's it. And we also do, since podcasts are your all's thing, or one of the things, we do have a podcast, the Paul and Morgan
0: Show. Yep. Nice. Y'all go follow them, go do everything, support them. These these guys, they're just being Christians out here. Like l- relax. Okay. <laughs>
2: We're just,
0: just being Christians out here. Can y'all just like put a cork in it? Man. The internet sometimes. <laughs> oh. The Internet sometimes, yo, like oh, I man. love it. it's the best place, but the worst place because like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
2: wild, mm-hmm. People are wild crazy. jungle out there.
0: It is. Mike's been doing this since 2012. I'm sure he's got a couple thoughts.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Wow. Most of them
3: have resulted in holes in my wall <laughs> <laughs>
2: like,
3: like,
0: from my head, not my fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for watching. This is Meme Lord Monday. Yeah, that's it. We're going to stop the live stream and then I'm going to hang out with my buddies here. Y'all have a good (laughs) evening. Bye. Peace. Bye. That's them. Don't you love them? I love Paul and Morgan. I mean, and if you don't love them, that's fine too. I find that they're very, very approachable and reasonable and charitable with people that disagree with them. Special thanks for this episode is for Jonathan Wright for that awesome new Power Rangers style theme that you heard at the beginning. Jonathan Wright, I love you, man. Also, if you want to hear the uncut version of this podcast interview, you can join us on our Supercast. It's basically like a Patreon, but you get your own super special feed that gives you access to those uncut episodes. And you'll also have special links given to you for the video uh, portions of these podcasts and that is available That is available just to our Supercast members so if you want to support us um, that would be awesome and you, you'll get special goodies and we'll send you stuff it'll be great if you don't, I mean that's cool too, we still love you but you know, it'd be so much better if you became a Supercast member that'd be awesome so do that, the link is in the show notes look at the memesforjesus.supercast link and you can do that you can support us Thank you so much, and I hope you have a great week.
2: All right, bye.